Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I'm your host, Alex. So without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. So I was having a discussion with a trader who, you know, I'm teaching him my strategy, but he comes from a bit of a different background of teaching, which is more smart money uh, based strategies, right? And as we were talking, I could tell there were going to be, uh, I should say, some differences between what he knows and what I want him to know. And we got to the topic of trading ranges. Now, I know quite a few of you, especially those of you that are beginners out there, don't mind to trade ranges. I also know people that have been trading for years that trade ranges. So I wanted to go into a bit of a breakdown, you know, what they are, what my thoughts on them are, you know, are they profitable? Is it something that should be like staying away from, you know, or should we be taking advantage of some of the benefits of them? You know, who knows? And what's its relationship like with consolidation? That is what I am going to be going over today. So hopefully you can get those golden nuggets, those great bits of information, and maybe you can put it and plug it straight into your own strategy. So first things first, what is a range? Realistically, it's like, how should I explain this? A large consolidation area. Consolidation has, you know, triple bottom tops, triple bottoms, double bottoms, whatever it is, whatever you want to look at, quadruple tops, quadruple bottoms. And... Consolidation is a very short area. It might be over like 24 to 48 hours and, you know, it could be even longer, but it's only, I don't know, 20, 30 pips from the highest point to the lowest point. Maybe even smaller than that. Ranges can be 80, 90, 100 pips with double tops or double bottoms or triple tops or triple bottoms, they can be quite large. Now, usually you're going to see around 60 or 70 pips, but again, that that really depends on the pair that you're actually you know, trading. Is that the same for an NZD-CHEF pair? No. Is it going to be the same for an AUD-JPY pair? No. Or EURUSD. All of them are going to be slightly different, so there is that. But the beauty about that is that you can predict that when it comes up to where there has been, you know, two tops already, you're going to maybe make a triple top. You've got an idea in your head that, hey, we've already rejected off here twice. I can hop in and I can go down. So it gives you a good understanding that the market is finding support and resistance in specific levels. And therefore, you know, realistically in between, it might consolidate for a bit, it might have a retracement, but it's probably going to go back down to that uh, low. What I would say for in terms of trading ranges, it is quite helpful. I do occasionally trade in ranges. For the most part, I do leave them alone. I would need some extra confluences and I'll go over why in a second, but it can be very helpful in that way, especially starting off and identifying these ranges. But there's a bit of a, uh, actually it's a red warning label that as soon as you had three touches, so triple top, it might be on the Monday, on the Wednesday. Now on the Friday, you're about to hop in, it's our triple touch, cool. Say it's two, three, four days later or whatever, you're coming back. I think after the third touch, it's kind of had its run, it's done, it's over for the most part. And I wouldn't be hopping in on the fourth, the fifth, or the sixth touch even. Because at some point, right, it has to break. 
one of them has to break. And if it keeps on coming up to one area in particular, let's say for our tops, we're going out for a fourth touch, but we've only got two, maybe three on the bottom. That's probably indicating to me that we're hitting this area like that consistently because we want to break through. And after our third touch, we got lucky. We hit our one to two, we hit our one to three, one to four, whatever it is, depending on how big the range is. But we've taken the money out of that area now and we're done. It's over, it's finished. Now, sometimes you do get lucky and you, you can ride it on that fourth one. And it goes all the way down to the bottom and you get a third touch and you're like, yes, I'm going to go all the way back up and you get lucky again. But those are few and far in between. I think it is a safer bet to enter these areas and actually go, yeah, I am going to go off it. But again, red warning label, I'd be saying don't go for incredibly high risk reward ratios and have a higher stop loss or a larger stop loss is what I should be saying. Because you will see in these ranges that there are liquidity runs. And here's where we start to run into the cons. From a range, you can have liquidity runs. Yes, with the smart money concept, a range is usually built there because there's supply or demand. And I just have a, a hatred for supply and demand zones ever since uh, worked with this one guy and that he just thought it was uh, the, the bee's knees. Like everything just just worked off that. And as we all know, guys, you know, it works well, but when you have it in confluence with other things. And I really don't put that much faith into supply and demand zones um, at all. But I'll move on from there. We can have that in another lesson. So as a supply and demand zones, what I usually like to say is it's an order block. That smart money's probably got an order there. That's pushing the market down, it's protecting it. But that does not mean that it won't let it go into drawdown for a little bit. As in, smart money will push it up, push the price down or push it up, whichever way, into that order block area, take out quite a few people or entice people to hop in, only to then respect the range and go back down. It's something that's literally happening on AUD JPY right now in more of a smaller uh, a smaller scale. Hopefully you'll be able to see that. In fact, NZD JPY is probably the better pair for you to look at at the time of this recording. So you do need that larger stop loss because you've got to account for liquidity runs. They can happen. Liquidity runs, liquidity grabs, however you want to say them. I do feel they are more prominent within ranges. So those of you that like those really tight short stops, no, this is probably not the trading style for you. Also, just because it is a range does not mean it is guaranteed to go the whole way down. Sometimes it might only go halfway down the range and come up might go three quarters, it might go a quarter. You're not guaranteed anything. I know that's pretty self-explanatory because in the market, you're never guaranteed anything. But with ranges, do not get it into your head that just because you have hopped in at the right time, had that nice big stop loss that we talked about, it's going to go all the way down. Make the safe bet of just aiming for half of that range. That's what I'd be saying to you guys. Aim for the half of the range and from there, you can go and monitor the trade and see what it's going to do. Maybe it'll go all the way down, maybe it won't, and base it off that. Because that means you are 
basically setting yourself up realistically. And if it does go well, cool, you can capitalize on it. You are being risk adverse, you are being smart, but you are also leaving room to make sure that if it does go down, you can take advantage of that anyway. So those are the things that I would be saying about on there. So I guess I said I'm starting to come into the cons of uh, range trading as well, but this is where I'll really go into it. As I said, there's nothing really finesse-like about range trading. It's very basic. Yes, I am sure. I'm sure there's indicators out there that could make them way more high probabilities, but ranges don't appear too often as well. In me, and maybe it's just my view because I don't really trade ranges, I kind of see them as a beginner entry way of hopping into the market. With my confluences, I do like doing it. If they do sit there, I could get a nice one to two. Everything looks great. And with, as I said, my confluences and price action, I'm happy to do it. They definitely have their place and they can definitely make you money. But they're not finesse-like. I don't think in my mind. As I said, if you go out there and you want to build a strategy off it, you have confluence, you have indicators that can help you, be my guest. They do work. They actually do. And for those of you that don't trade ranges, I would suggest going and backtesting and actually having a look at them. But they are rarer and they're just not complex. You don't need something to be complex to make it work. Heck, my strategy is pretty simple when you get down to the bare bones. I've always said the simpler the better, but they're simple and there's trading ranges. So those are basically the cons. Uh, usually, you know, when I say for some cons, oh, there's usually a pretty big one there, or it's quite bad, or I can bring out one that will be really, really poor. Can't really bring that out with ranges, because again, it is so simple. It's both an advantage and a disadvantage. But I would go and I would look at it. Learn order blocks as well. Learn that for those supply and demand zone traders that are there. Sorry if I offended you by saying I really don't like supply and demand. Um, I'm sure you already know that, but if you go and learn what an order block is, you'll be able to start identifying them really good with smart money, and then you can start to try and figure them out. Heck, maybe you'll be able to see instead of a third touch, you'll be able to hop in at every second touch, and you can get another one out there. Again, there's a lot of scope to apply there. I probably would say it'll start you off in the game of Forex, but you wouldn't really, you know, four or five years in, be still with that strategy, want to expand on it or turn it into something else. But for a beginner, yes, it works really well. And I would suggest you do that. For you more expert traders, there is money to be made there. And if there's money to be made there, you should be taking advantage of it. That's what I do anyway. And I think it works pretty well. So I think that's going to realistically be it for me. Um, if you want more ranges, uh, maybe I could even, I don't know, do a try and figure it out, try and make a really basic strategy there um, and put it on there. But, you know, that's only if I get a uh, certain interest back. If you want to work with me, it's at roadtoforex.com or just check out my Instagram or YouTube, which is, again, Road to Forex. Um, I hope you have a really good day, guys, and I'll see you in the next.